0: Cause a lot of the subjects on the record are really like heavy and, yeah. but I've, what I'm really trying to, you know, um, inspire is to have more of these tough conversations, you know? Sure. And cause it, I mean, news is one thing that, I mean, that's, we're just like the, those of us, that are paying attention and depending on what side you are on it it makes a huge difference too it's like we're have we're not on the same page hearing the same information you know what i
1: mean welcome to the lone star play podcast i'm your host patrick scott armstrong join me and a famous guest every monday wednesday and friday we discuss their career life food texas and everything in between let's get started hello how's it going good good how are you doing
0: oh yeah i'm good i'm still kind of waking up a little bit as a you know typical musician fair like it's at least a double digit so it's no complaints
1: (laughs) yeah i hear you um yeah how about
0: you
1: hey same deal you know the pandemic hours are all over the place you know what i mean as far as just normal, normal, uh, you know, normal hours or whatever. Yeah. I do the same, same sort of weird. So, you know, I'll stay up late. Then I'm up early one morning. I, I can't get in a, in a routine, to be honest.
0: Man, I'm just glad I, I kind of finally broke the habit. It seems like, of course I may be speaking out of turn, um, of like staying up until like five or six o'clock in the morning. Cause that was a, that was a fun ride for a little while. <laughs> Um, I've been talking to my, one of my best friends, Betty Sue, about it. She's got insomnia. And she's like, yeah, just – I haven't really slept since this whole thing began. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I at least – like, when my head hits the pillow, I'm out. I just yeah. – uh, I had to just forgive myself when I woke up at 1, you know?
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you know, I have do- I have two dogs that have to oh, go yeah. out. So That's- they – I mm-hmm. can't ever, like – that's not an option in. for you yeah exactly it's it's not an option for me i wish it was uh sometimes to be honest with you um but yeah you know damn little critters uh but they provide love so and children them man they they really yeah. do
0: demand a lot <laughs>
1: they, they, they really do man. they really do you know it's like i was talking to um, a friend recently about like you know look I i can't just like go to a party and like crash at my friend's house, you know, stay and party right. or whatever, and then crash my friend. So I can't do stuff like that. You know, I've got to get, plus I'm married. Like I wouldn't do anything like that anyway, but either yeah, I way, like your
0: wife, not, and like, and where were
1: you? <laughs> you know. totally, totally. Absolutely. Uh, but either way, you know, got, got to get home. You know, there's no, right. uh, it's not the same as, as the life I used to live when it was just me. And you know i do whatever i need to do and uh, you were peter you
0: know. pan you were never going to die you'll <laughs> yeah. live forever yeah i still so, feel like i'm a little bit in the peter pan stage but you know as a girl you're always not quite like yeah yeah there's there's always a little bit of like mm, you yeah, know <laughs> i'm not going to spend the night here um i'm going to figure this out you <laughs> yes
1: yes yes well i think uh to Something I was um, this is uh, this is embarrassing that I'm gonna say this on the podcast, but I'm just gonna tell people. Yay. Um, I, this is so embarrassing. So I was playing uh, I'm getting old. This is how I know too. Like I can't do the same stuff either. And you know, this is typical. I'm getting older, my body is literally telling me, Patrick, yeah. your, your your mind mm-hmm. wants one thing, your body it can't handle it. So like literally I I, I bought this uh VR thing that you can play like i'm not even into video games but because of the pandemic i bought yeah. a playstation and i've used it like three times honestly like i thought i was going to use it a lot more but it's just too hard <laughs> the games are too hard so anyway i bought this playstation Should have gone with
0: like the old-fashioned like nintendo you know they have totally. the tiny nintendo now yeah you're, yes. right. you're right i want that's, i need that that's,
1: really that's what i should have done uh... i should have done that yeah you're right but i bought this vr thing i thought okay maybe this will be entice me to play this and uh so I put it on I played a game for like a a, maybe an hour or so I thought okay this this was fun but I I was dead sore afterwards like my legs hurt and my wife was just like (laughs) what is wrong with you like are you pathetic this is pathetic like your legs are (laughs) don't tell anybody that she said don't you got you're you're sore from vr yeah you're getting old
0: oh Oh man, that's like that's a, that's a different kind of workout, I guess, or whatever.
1: You're moving up and down. You're moving around. You forget. Yeah. You just you're into the what's happening. It feels as 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 early as the technology is. I will so it's, say it's like
0: you're wearing the helmet kind of thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. You right. wear the the helmet. And it has I mean, the if,
0: gloves, so that yeah, you're like moving. totally.
1: Is that what's ha- yeah, okay. Exactly. That it, is it feels actually. Real. Yeah. It feels real, man. It it like. It feels real, so you you know you're moving, you're going up and down, you're doing all this stuff, you're hitting. Well, I was hitting my walls, I hit my fan a few times, because uh, you can't see you can't see shit. Uh, you know that that's the uh, the scary part. But yeah, anyway, yeah. <laughs> that's cool. amazing.
0: That's fantastic. I love that. And,
1: embarrassing embarrassing well Man, funny I had, like, uh the
0: hardest workout last night on my vr yeah, on my what? vr
1: totally i'm gonna do an instagram <laughs> uh now about vr workouts yes. that's gonna there be go. the the new thing i'll be ripped in vr you know what i mean <laughs> i'll have i'll have six-pack abs in vr there it'll you go be, it'll be awesome well you get to uh,
0: choose like what kind of avatar you become right <laughs> you know you be whatever you want to be
1: I'm I'm all about that. Uh, I'm not the chi- I've never been known as the chiseled guy. Uh, <laughs> this is. I've never wanted to put in the work. I just. It's too much work. This is. Yeah. This. Is, how do people do this? This is like. This is insane. <laughs> well, well, Bonnie, thank you. Um, you know, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, this of is, course.
0: Thanks for having me.
1: This, this is fun. Um, you know, sorry to get you out of bed. I promise this will be we'll have a fun conversation
0: it's not your fault
1: (laughs) the good news is it was a
0: good excuse
1: right the good news is you get to go right back to sleep that's my wife always says just look you get up do we do that you can go right back into bed if you want and then of course it never happens but no yeah all right well talk to me a little bit about what you've been doing during the pandemic have you been writing songs i noticed on your website you actually have some tour dates lined up um, oh, yeah. starting in September, and you know that sort of thing. So are you still sort of? Because I talked to a lot of musicians; everybody's got a different game plan. To be to be honest with you, you know about what
0: yeah. But those are those are like
1: tentative, sort of.
0: Those were I was supposed to, a lot of the gigs that got canceled in March got moved to September, and they haven't like they're they're not happening. So, oh,
1: really? It's highly, it's oh. highly
0: misleading. I guess some of those things though, like when they're posted by another party, you can't really delete them, but I I haven't, I haven't even been paying attention. What I have (laughs) been doing, it was like live shows. What's that? I can't (laughs) even think about that until it's like actually a a thing that we can do again. Um, No, what what I have been doing. um, So I've had like a a weekly residency um, at the continental gallery in Austin. And so I, I've sort of taken that, into the virtual world. And, um, I do a zoom concert every week with a different guest. So that's been something that's been kind of keeping me going and keeping me busy and something to look forward to. So my, my weeks revolve around Thursdays. <laughs>
1: got it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, right? I got it. It's on Thursday. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's, that's been really, really fun. Um, like I had, I had Terry Hendricks and Lloyd Maines joined me last week, which was incredible. And nice. and uh, this week I have Jenny Reynolds. Um, she's got a new record out, which is really great. But
1: just oh, different. so that's cool. You yeah, get to so bring every, friends on and yeah, yeah.
0: So it's kind of like they're kind of like music dates, you know, if you will. And um, but well, like the that. other, you know, the one thing that I do like about this particular platform, it's like I get to see your face and I get yeah. to see your reaction. So even if you can't hear the, you can see people and then and get that sort of because that's as much as you do can do like Facebook live and all those other things you like you don't get the interaction and whatever interaction there is it's really delayed so it's kind of like you know am I doing this right like are you are you enjoying this yeah I can't tell oh you know there's only so much like of a a performance you can give for yourself you know anyway that's true
1: yeah yeah. You, you know, you don't have that energy of working off the crowd of what's working, what's not. Um, I get it. No, totally. Totally.
0: This way, at least it's a little bit more like uh, in in time, you know, and uh, yeah. so that that's, those have been really, really cathartic and really fun. And um, we do charge a cover for it, but we keep it at a, an affordable rate. We do like seven bucks for um, the whole thing. So and I, I, you know, split it with my artist guest, and I, um, we also tip out our virtual bartender, which is our original bartender at the gallery every week. So.
1: Oh wow, that is that's really cool. Yeah,
0: I just that's want to try really to cool. help out where I can, and that's at least one one option.
1: I think that's amazing. Um, look, I'm from the restaurant industry, 15 mm-hmm. years, you know. So anybody supporting the service industry that way. I'm all about it. I love, I love yeah. that. I respect. I respect the hell out of that. To be honest with you, I don't think I've heard anybody else doing something like that. Um, you said, just tell our listeners a little bit. You said you're playing at where every week. What? What? The Continental Gallery. Just tell them a little bit more about that. If the, they don't know what it is.
0: So as a residency, I've I've been I think for. It's been two years, maybe it's getting closer to three. I get. I and get it's
1: here, here in Austin, right?
0: Right at the the upstairs room of the Continental Club. Yeah. There's a yeah. this really amazing space called the Continental Gallery, and that's where I've had my residency. Now with the pandemic, nothing's been open, so yeah, we just m- moved it to a virtual platform. Um, but it's kind of very similar because, like, the room at the gallery—if you've never had that experience—like it's a super live room and yeah. so it's so I much love better.
1: it I, I like think it's beautiful yeah. yeah
0: but like if someone's having like they think they're having a private conversation they are
1: totally not. totally no. <laughs> I have made that mistake uh, actually I made totally made that mistake before uh, there. so yeah uh, it's a beautiful space um, to be in yeah. the continental legacy period right that that's there uh plus it's off south congress you know yeah. right there in the the heart of of south austin um, so it's
0: a good family to be part of, you yeah. know,
1: Yeah, that's so. awesome. That That's amazing. Uh, well, that's great that you continue to do, you know, the live shows and, and keep people engaged. And are, are you writing like new music? Are you feeling that sort of creative? For flow? sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I've been I've been doing quite a bit of writing and um, doing some co writes too, which has been kind of fun.
1: Oh, that's nice. So is a, is a co write like, are you doing it both ways? Meaning like, you know, you're helping someone with their song and vice versa, someone's helping you with their song or y'all are coming together to create something together?
0: We've, it's kind of been coming together and creating. Um, I did uh, one song, um, sort of a friend of a friend or whatever, and we got together. It's one of the most patriotic songs I've ever written in my entire life, which I was not expecting. But um, (laughs) she had a a neighbor who, his first um his when he when he was in the army i guess i don't know exactly what branches they were in world yeah world two but anyway when he joined his first mission was on um, d-day as a as a pilot and so she was talking about that and then i was kind of like fascinated with the whole so we just started kind of going down the rabbit hole with all that and um and we created kind of a cool song that I think made her, would make her neighbor very proud. And um, wow. so that was just kind of one of those, like, sure, right, let's let's go on that tangent. And, yeah. Um, yeah. I got so together new. with my buddy, Aaron Lee Tashton, and we started writing a little song about William Tell, of all things. I don't know what it's gonna be, but it's gonna be interesting. <laughs> like, just say I'm enjoying any type of like, inspiration or collaborative sort of thing. It's been really, good. Any way that I can be creative is, is, uh, is always like therapeutic for me. So Sure.
1: Do you do other stuff, you know, artistic stuff besides music? Um, I don't know, painting or something. I, I don't know. <laughs>
0: um, I'm really into color books, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I play with my miniature dinosaurs, you know? Um, no, I, I actually, I, I took a little trip down to Terlingua, um my my folks have retired and lived down there and um i have a little airstream that i've been uh working on they've done a lot of work to it to get it ready and i'm um,
1: jealous i want to do that so bad i'm so jealous so
0: i i did do some painting although my right wrist still hates me from it and (laughs) um i did this um uh kind of fun little art project where instead of i used cards instead of like tiles but we made a whole like wall section that was devoted to the theme um, oh that's cool yeah so that's it's cool. it's so yeah it's been there has been some creativity involved yeah, but
1: absolutely absolutely yeah i've, I've always also, wanted to do that
0: i've i've also started trying to do like the AGTV thing on Instagram. I've only posted two, but they're pretty entertaining. Um, my my roommate gave me um, a giant floating uh, T-Rex that is uh, actually exceptionally difficult to uh, to float on. Um, so there's been challenges that I've posted my attempts of trying to tame the wild beast that is in a giant floaty. These are the ways that I keep myself entertained. It's like This is funny to me, so this (laughs) has to be funny to other people.
1: absolutely well you gotta like you said you gotta keep yourself entertained right we all do gotta do something (laughs) during this what are
0: you doing besides the (laughs) VM?
1: i mean i hang out with yeah hang out with the dogs i spend a lot more time on the podcast i think than i probably need to (laughs) uh you know just you, you got nothing else to do you know just a lot of bullshit around the house i'm sure like a lot of people just doing weird shit organizing shit i never thought i'd be organizing yeah uh, you know I have pretty much organized everything in my house I can organize you know and sort of taking care of every little thing I'm done with all that stuff it's it's I'm ready to get back out. now
0: you need another project
1: <laughs> I need another project I'm ready to get back out into the world I mean that's yeah. the truth you know uh, but I'm taking it you know I, I take the virus actually very seriously and uh, you Me know, too. it's why, why I'm at home, you know, it's why I'm, I'm on lockdown. I don't go out and, and do a lot of stuff. I would love to see my friends and hang out and I'm just not ready yet. I'm just, Me too. just not there yet. You know? Yeah.
0: Well, and I have, I have, you know, my, my roommate, I have to think of her and, and, uh, she's more in a risk factor category. So, you know, it just, it is what it is. I've actually, um, yeah. one thing that I have done seriously is, uh, I've really devoted, um, time for meditation practice um and that's been really helpful keeping me kind of um i i I have depression so it's like i was expecting things to go worse for me and uh that that just because of the nature of it but it kind of had a weird sort of thing like when this all sort of happened and people were describing what they were going through and that whole kind of like groundlessness and Mm And uh, you know, essentially, it's a it's heartbreak that we're all experiencing. We're all experiencing this loss together. And so, for me, it was just kind of like that's always been my headspace. So now it's like everybody's empathizing with it at once. And so now I'm I'm finding myself to being a lot more you know positive and wanting to be more uplifting and finding finding the good in the situation. And like it's it's a it's a really great thing, but it's also completely new to me and foreign. <laughs> <So Yeah.
1: it's, laughs> <you know? laughs> that's funny. That's funny. Well, that's inspiring, though. To be to be honest with you, that's that's inspiring. I think that's yeah. great. Yeah, that's, I'm I'm that's, definitely
0: enjoying this the headspace that I've created, and and uh, sure, you know, once everything gets back to normal, maybe I will too. But who knows? Transformation.
1: Absolutely. I, I think a lot of people are, you know, going down paths in their life, you know, mentally, probably they never thought they'd have to, you know, people that, for mm-hmm. instance, always need to be out and about and, you know, yeah. just, you know, people like that. We all do. Right. And those people have to have suffered so much uh, to not be able to, to do that. Um, and mentally, you know, that that had to have been a big um you know, impact on them. Right. Uh, Negatively, I'm sure. And then for other people, maybe that, you know, I worked from home, for instance, before all this. So there wasn't really too big a changes. It was more socially what I could go out and do. But my home situation was like, nothing's, nothing's changing, uh, really. But, you know, so I I didn't really have the same sort of effect, you know, negatively. So yeah, you're right. I think everybody's I'm really inspired to hear that actually um, about you. You know, feeling that way. I've, you know, I've suffered with a little bit of depression myself, ups and downs. You know, I have a very uh, you know, when things are good, things are good. When things are bad, things are bad. That's my personality. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. um, I, I've always attributed it to me being half Latin. My mom's from Mexico. So I always think that's the, it's the Latin side of me, just passion, <laughs> you know, just, just so pure, much emotion. Yeah. Some emotion that's, <laughs> it's, we, And I love that. I, you know, there's nothing, it's a double edged sword sometimes, you know, so yeah, I sure. feel you, I feel you for sure. And, you know, seeing other people suffer so much, can really hurt me actually you know I'm I'm adversely affected by seeing other people suffer it does not bode well for me I'm not good with that stuff I can't watch intense videos or intense things you know what I mean like I can't watch things like that I I, just it just God, it it just like in my body like I feel it physically so this has been tough too and in fact I try to avoid the news a little bit as as much as I can I mean I, you know, you want to stay up to date, right, and stay informed. Uh, but at the same time, I can't handle so much. No, I really yeah, fire, no. You know, yeah.
0: Well, hey, you know. It, I mean, it's just been an, an onslaught of it at this point. Yeah. There's just no stopping what's happening. Like, my my roommate keeps me very well informed, thankfully, because I can't always do it myself. We even found ourselves, here we trying to watch Rachel Maddow last night, and I just kind of like... Got to a point where, we're like, okay, we're we're good. We're this isn't new information. This is just sort yeah. of like, and I I I I couldn't really invest more into it. And I've been just trying to keep a a good boundary. You know, that's yeah. that's one thing that I've been trying to establish with myself um, over the past few years too. Is just you know, like know where your boundary is and like, um, you know, not forcefully but just you know gently explain it to anybody who wants to push up against it that that isn't going to work and yeah um i i feel like a lot of the things that i've been trying to do it's been like you know self-care and and uh that's kind of like my focus especially with this record in that kind of regard you know yeah um because a, a lot of the subjects on, on the record are really like heavy and yeah but I, what I'm really trying to, you know, um, inspire is to have more of these tough conversations, you know, sure. and because I mean, news is one thing. That I mean, that's we're just like the, those of us that are paying attention, and depending on what side you are on it, that makes a huge difference too. It's like we're have, we're not on the same page, hearing the same information. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so just being able to like, you know, we, we have so much division that's happening and I'm just looking for more things that are going to bring us together. And if I feel like for the most part, people genuinely do want that, you know, we want to find a way to, to understand each other. We want to feel heard and listened to, um, we want to feel loved. I think those are the underlying factors. And I, I'm trying to build from that, you know, like differences be what they are right now. It's just like, it's so polarizing that it's like, if anybody isn't willing to have like a discussion, then I, I need to have that boundary. I need to not have them, you know, uh, trying to influence or impact my life in that regard.
1: Um, hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, no ill will just that.
0: simply like, I can't do yeah. use- You aren't allowed to have, you're not allowed to share that space with me. Like, I just won't do it.
1: There's nothing wrong with that. I think, I think actually that's the healthiest approach. Um, I I practice the same sort of thing. If something's not adding to my life and it's negative, push Mm -hmm. it, block it, push it away. There's no, I mean... Be blocked, be blessed. That's my favorite motto. (laughs) I I prefer, yeah, be blocked, be blessed. I might steal that. I like that. That's funny. You know, because what's the point of getting into an argument um, with somebody or... There's just no. It doesn't move anything forward, right? It there's right. no. It doesn't move the conversation forward. It Doesn't move your thinking forward. It's just not progressive, really, in any way. And yeah, I'm
0: just not. Yeah. I don't want to sit there and bang my head against the wall or try to. I'm. I, the idea is not to be preachy or to like tell people what they need to think or any of that kind of stuff. It's just mainly like I'm asking questions and I want your. I want you to answer them. And yeah. if you're if your only reason for participating is to be intimidating or something along those lines, it's just I I don't have the time for it. It's like
1: Me neither. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. I think that's good. Do you find that your music sort of reflects that same, you know, sort of attitude?
0: You know, like being growing up in Texas and coming back to Texas, I lived in Nashville for a few years, but you know, there is that kind of thought that happened like repeatedly in my life where it was sort of, sort of the backlash, I feel like associated with the Dixie Chicks where, you know, it was a lot of shut up and sing and like people telling you what you can or cannot do while you're performing. And there is also a difference between being like an entertainer and being an artist. And as I delved more into my artistry, what I really, I took that sort of shut up and sing literally like okay if you don't want me to talk about it then i'm going to write about what i want to talk about and have have that being portrayed within the music and not everybody's going to hear the message and that's okay you know if they just want to hear the rhythm of it and get into it and think it's a good pop song then more power to them. subliminal (laughs) messaging works too you know yeah (laughs) Um, but i you know i really want them to be these great, catchy pop songs, but I also want them to have a lot of substance within them. And, and that's, that's more of my goal along those lines is, is, uh, you know, that's what my music is. So if you don't like the message, then you don't like my music. That's okay. No person like, I may, I I may want to be liked by everybody, but it's okay that I'm not, you know, it's, that's my, my job is just to create the best art. That's truest to me. And, um, you know, thankfully I've, I've gotten a lot of positive feedback from it. So that's, you know,
1: absolutely. Well, you can't please everybody, you know, that's impossible. (laughs) Even the, even the Beatles have haters, right? There's no, (laughs) I I mean, it doesn't matter the best of anything. Um, there's always somebody, yeah, I think because if you're on top, there's just people that want to take you down, even though they... may not, has nothing to do with your music, you know, right? Or whatever the case may be, or just somebody just doesn't like your music. I literally don't like every song that's ever been recorded. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's right. Like that's, that's, uh, I I think it's better to be genuine, be sincere as an artist, put out your real stuff and let just be a magnet. And the people that are attracted to it will come to it instead of, right. Instead of just, trying to think of what are people going to like you're never going to win that because it's impossible to sort of gauge that to some extent now i'm sure there are machines in the upper echelons of music that they're pumping out you know sure. stuff like a factory um uh for, you know but for the normal right singer songwriter I-, I think um that's the best approach because that's what people enjoy is, is someone who's endearing and genuine i mean number one you know, that's well, why I think you've, you've had a lot of success it's because of that.
0: Oh, yeah. I feel like the, my first kind of two records were, like, trying to fit into the Americana niche. Like, that was, yeah. you know, so the second record that I put out especially, like, um, those are really good pop songs that I thought I'd, I'd written um, with a few different people. And, you um, know, I just didn't have the... It didn't do what it was supposed to. And at that point in time, I was kind of like, well, I must be a masochist because I keep doing this, you know, it's, you know, regardless of success, like I don't want to do anything else. Like once I kind of took the ego out of it, then I could really just sort of, what do I want to say? What do I I really want to be talking about? And, you know, putting out a record like titled Fuck with Sad Girls, you know, that was definitely like, see how this goes. Um, Not the radio hit that I hoped for. But you know, whatever. Um, but it, it that that record really helped me kind of put make myself like I was very vulnerable in the writing and and about the subject matter, and so I feel like uh, this new record with the Last Will and Testament is like a sequel to it. You know, it it really. Um gave me a lot of opportunities that I hadn't had before. That, that song, Fuck With Sad Girls Alone, is kind of the reason why I was asked to be uh, an opener for James McMurtry, who's one of my heroes. So, you know.
1: Oh, really? I just yeah. spoke with him yesterday. Yeah. I just, How's he yeah. doing? Yeah, <laughs> great, great. Um Yeah, he's great. We talked, actually. Yeah, great guy. We had a great conversation, to be honest with you. Yeah, he's. Um, I'm so yeah. happy
0: to hear that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I get to talk to a lot of great people every week. I, I have a great job, man. I'm, that's I'm, awesome. I'm blessed. Uh, you know, I say blessed. I'm not even religious, but um, yeah, I'm grateful, you know, for yeah. this, uh, you know, this opportunity to talk to great people like yourself. And yeah, it's, oh, it's awesome. It's awesome. Um, okay, well, so that's great. So you got this new album, you, you know, it's a, sort of a sequel, like you said, you're opening up more. I think that's fantastic. I think that's the route you should go it's better for yourself because the better you are as a person, the more, you know, the better creatively you're going to put out and the better it is for the fans, right? It's a ripple Mm -hmm. effect. It's a, it's a total ripple effect. So that's awesome. What, what, you know, not to get too personal, but maybe, you know, what one or two songs on the album were just really hard for you to write. Were there any, was there any, you know, songs like that?
0: Um, I feel just like meaning a lot, like
1: the, the emotional, not, not like it was hard to write, oh, what chord do I use here? I mean like emotionally just to get it on paper.
0: One of the, the, the songs that made it on the record that I had actually been sitting on that song for a number of years um, was a song called Ask For It, um, which I was inspired to write after the Todd Atkins uh, quip about legitimate rape and um I, n-
1: I never heard that i didn't
0: <laughs> yeah this was like 2012 i think or whatever it was, it was another attack on abortion rights and what i was kind of going for is just like that whole the whole idea of, of what consists of like if you are if you are legitimately raped then your body will not allow you to have a baby that was his like philosophy and this is a representative that's, of our that's you know, the, i mean that's of the, the state that's it the was. dumbest thing
1: I ever heard, right? That's the. It was dumbest really dumb. dumb uh, that's...
0: And well, just ignorant in a way. Ignorant, yeah. Just ignorant. Beyond, and, and without compassion for women and what what they are going through. So, I wrote the song "Ask for It" in response to what I feel like is kind of a rape culture in this country. And when I played it for the first time, it was like it was up in the gallery and it was like the air was sucked out of the room. Like people weren't ready for that. Wow. Um, but, you know, kind of as time has gone by and like we've seen the Me Too movement and this is something that we're actually having more discussions about, it became a lot more, um, uh, people were more willing to, to actually listen to it. Yeah. Um, and so That was a really important one for me to put on there. Um, And I've actually been with uh, going out and opening for James. We've been playing that song quite a bit and I do it as an audience participation song, you know, Um, I'm asking people to sing along with it. And so what ends up, it's kind of like this uh, uh, experiment and therapy, because it's it's one thing when you think it it's another thing when you say it out loud and when you are actually heard saying it when you're seeing the, the 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 response to what you're saying on people's faces um it uh it changes how you think and um so in in one category there's either a group that's really into it and is singing along loudly until the very end and usually that's women that have had these experiences and then there's a whole bunch of people that don't want to sing along anymore. And to me, I'm like, okay, then you're understanding my point. Yeah. Like this is, this is a, a ridiculous argument that we say that a woman asked to be violated. It just doesn't make, no one asked to be assaulted you know? Is
1: that the is that the whole like oh what were they wearing did they yeah. that that sort of thing that's so ridiculous right I mean it's yeah nobody asked We's, to be we violated. spend so
0: much time on on the victim and how what the victim did where they were yeah, yeah. and and not about what actually happened and that, I mean that's prevalent so much in our culture um, sure sure and and that's a lot of things that just need to be unpacked so it's it's not just like the the outcome of that. It's where this is all coming out of. And those are the broader conversations that we really need to be having with each other, because it's, it's not fair that we leave it all on, on the survivors of this to, to, to deal with it. Like, I mean, a a woman can't even mention who the person is because they could sue her for slander. You know, it, it, until there's more of an equality equality, you know, to the situation, it's it's more of like we need to spend more time believing women and actually, you know, figuring out how to um, get, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, just recompense. Well, it, like, it goes it goes beyond justice because our system isn't really set up for it. Sure. Like, I, I've just I've just known too many stories and too many people that it becomes heartbreaking because it's almost like by saying what happened to you and wanting to have, find justice, you have this expectation that's now put on you by the people that love you. Even, you know, no. they want to know what's going on. Why isn't this happened? So on and so forth. There's, you know, there's rape kits that are just molded and set aside and never tested because they won't, they, you know, it's, it's innocent until proven guilty, you know? Sure. And, um, there's just a lot of damage though, that goes into that. And a lot of the damages in how we're raising our boys, like it's, it's a, it's not okay that they get to be boys, boys get to be boys, you know. Sure. Um, but uh, a woman is held responsible for um, what ends up happening to her. You know, it just, it, it's a, it's a, it's a heavy topic and it's a broad topic. And it definitely needs to just spend more time with us listening to women. Like even if we're not going after justice, we need to be listening to their stories. We need to be empathizing with what's going on. And we need to look at them to know what we need to do in order to get through it and to heal from it. You know? Yeah,
1: yeah I, I agree. It's a, it's a very important topic uh, to bring up. And I hate that women feel, you know, afraid and you know, cause I've already been through something so traumatic. So then on top of that, to feel afraid to come out and want to do something about it, um, it, you know, it, it shouldn't be put on the victim and the person that's gone through it. It should be put on the system and the people around that should make it easier for them to come out. I mean, nobody's afraid to say, Hey, I was robbed last night. Right. right. Nobody's afraid to say that it should be, it should be as equally, you know, Whatever you know, you should be able to say that equally, and and people respond that you know the same way. I mean, nobody says if somebody gets robbed at their house, Oh, you got robbed, you shouldn't have had that nice TV in your house,
0: right? Exactly, what were
1: you doing? How did you have your house set up? How did it look? Did it look nice and clean? Nope, oh, you shouldn't did have. Did you done leave that. the door
0: unlocked? Are you yeah,
1: sure? Totally, I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's just it's just a ridiculous argument, in fact. If I hear somebody making the argument, it makes me look at them a little like, what's in your history? Why would you even jump to that, to be honest with you, right? Like the victim blaming immediately makes me look at that person and think, what have you done? Why would you even say that? Right. I, I think, I don't know. That's just sort of my take on it. You know, in that sense, I, I get a little weary when people attack something like that. Like,
0: I agree. I think know. a lot of it also is just like, who has the power? And that's what we need to be really, like, We instead of letting them be the narrator, which ends up happening a lot of the time, um, we should really be, like, if you have the power, you have more responsibility and and, uh, have more accountability, in my mind.
1: Yeah. Oh, 100%. And I think it, you know, look, to be honest with you, I think guys need to step up guys are the ones that need to step up with other guys that's the truth you know of it because you know the conversations that guys have when girls aren't around or women right it's Mm -hmm. different than when women are around I I mean I hope I'm not bursting any guy's bubble here but that's the truth and any guy saying that's not the truth is lying I mean I just it's just they're lying it's just the truth you know that's just what it is they just don't want God, guys can be so weird. They can be so, you know growing up in Texas is maybe what made me who I am today because you know, be a man. I always just always heard that growing up, be a man yeah. and do this and this is how you you do it and blah blah blah. and I rebelled against that so much as a kid. I always hated hearing those sort of things. and it's honestly even made it difficult for me sometimes having male relationship with friends. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I've lost friendships because I'm not willing to go that length for you. I'm not going to lie for you to protect you so you can cheat on your girlfriend or your wife, Mm -hmm. right? I'm not going to be the guy that goes out and lets you just horrifically, you know, hit on these women or say these things or do these things, right? Like that's, I'm not that guy. And to be honest with you, there's a lot of guys like me that are good guys that you know go out want the same thing as just a normal human being right to be treated as you treat people as you want to be treated right in, in every aspect of life you know so yeah it's depressing it's it, it it starts i think with a lot of guys needing to step up to other guys and you know own up and you know say the things that need to be said and and lead by example i think that's a big a big yeah. help i mean i can't i can't speak for women and what they can do i I don't even pretend to or want but men i'm a man so i I can say what i think we should be doing and and we're not doing enough and i think we do need to step up and people just need to take more responsibility it's the truth
0: i think it it has a lot to do with like this the toxic masculinity within our culture it's like it's not just i mean i feel like that has a lot of things that breed into you know gun violence and racism is this toxic masculinity of things. Like, you know, we've turned a feminist into a dirty word. And honestly, I feel like we need more of that. I, um, one of my favorite books that I've really gotten into just because I'm also kind of fascinated with it. um, And it's sort of the breakdown of just, you know, sexuality in general, which is a difficult conversation, like especially when we're talking about kids. So there's there's a lot of things that there's, – there's a lot of shame and fear around it. And because of that, we just try to avoid it or don't want to talk about it because it's not nice. And that, sure. that's – you know, I don't want to push somebody to do something that they don't want to do, but I definitely don't want people to feel like they are ruled by those emotions alone yeah. or, or just like the only emotion that men are allowed to really exude is anger. You know, it's like – it's not it's not fair to boys either to to make them feel like they you know toughen up or yeah, yeah. you know be a man it's it's yeah. what does that mean
1: what does I, I, that mean like that's what i've always said what does that mean be a man i've always said what does that mean what am i supposed to do i'm already a man i, I don't <laughs> you know
0: like the way you show your strength does not mean how hard you hit something you know what yeah. i mean like yeah. that, that's that we're we're talking about like just the the core innerness of every person. Um, And this book that I love, it's, it's about specifically about women sexuality, but in the terms of like how we actually like scientifically look at a lot of different things, it's all based on men. Like even things that are specifically for women are still uh, you know, when, when they're doing the scientific thing, they're testing men. They're not trusting women, which is weird. It's just bizarre. It's like, how does this make sense to anybody? I don't know. But, but because we just come at that sort of thing it's, and it's only, it's only including like 50% of men. So there's a whole bunch of men that aren't being included in that conversation because they don't, you know, you know, automatically be like, well, I'm having reactions. So therefore this is what this means. There's a lot of people that approach their sexuality differently. And The reality is to me is that if we did actually approach their sexuality more as as women do, that it actually includes everybody in that regard. So those are the things that if we could, if we could stop making this male, female, male being, needing the power aspect of it, and we actually just wanna have the conversations of what humans actually identify as and do that as a research, you know, or just start including you know don't just do something on men specifically include women mm-hmm. in it include people of color and you know I- include everybody within it because most of the way that we learn and experience is more of a spectrum than it is like a or b or black or white you know it's yeah. there's a lot more nuance to it
1: 100 i i agree with that a lot of a lot of nuance Yeah. Yeah, this is that's those are all great points, uh, Bonnie. I, I agree with with all of that. Um, you know, I would even add like, you know, gosh, it, it's it's like the things that we think. I just want to make sure I say this the right way. You know, the things that we thought were true or tradition or whatever, you know those those images are being. You know, broken and burst, you know, Mm -hmm. of the idyllic, right, of whatever this, that, or the other is, of what an idyllic life is. Mm -hmm. And I love that. And I think we need to embrace that more, like you're saying, and and just be more open to that. I I know that people, depending on where you grew up, right, what country, you know, what family, what class, right, you grew up in, religion, you know, religion as well, you know, it's going to affect you know, who you are and what you become. And the the biggest thing for me is just that we are always open to conversations with people, right? To never shut anybody out and to be willing to have that conversation. Now, going back to our first point that we made at the very beginning of the podcast, if somebody is not willing to have a civil discussion, then there's no point, right? You, You block and forget or whatever you're saying was that I liked. I already forgot it. Blocked uh, and be blo- blessed. It's not my it. saying. I totally, I best. totally stole that. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I like it though. <laughs>
0: like I, I got that actually from, uh, Blay is this amazing woman who's, you know, a doctorate in, uh, black history and black studies. And, um, and, uh, I, I've gone down the wormhole with her Instagram. She's hilarious, but that was just one of the things she had this, uh, unfortunate, you know, situation. And uh, she had to block somebody from her. And it was it was kind of it was nice because it was like a learning situation. It's like, here's how you like, your intentions are good, but they fall failed you miserably. And kind of did this whole explanation of it. But that was one of the things that was a recurring theme was (laughs) be blocked, be blessed. Like, I'm done with you. (laughs) You don't deserve my friendship. You go about your life, live it. I'm I, I don't you can apologize if you want to, but that doesn't mean that I need to, to, to be the forgiver of this sort of situation. You know, it just, I just, I really I like appreciated it. that sentiment a lot. So <laughs> I,
1: I I'm with you. I like, I'm, I'm all over it. I can't believe I forgot it. I will not forget it now, now that we've had that, I'm hoping that'll stick with me. Uh, but yeah, you know, having those conversations cause look, the, the world is changing and you know, people can get so stuck in their ways, right? If they're not used to it or if they didn't grow up with it, then, then it's some crazy thing, you know, that, that exists now. And the world is changing. And, you know, if anything, maybe the world isn't changing. We're just seeing the changes for the first time and people are feeling more comfortable to come out and say who they are. And, you know,
0: change um, comes very slowly.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But that's that, that, I think the slowness of it in some ways is also what inspires us to, to bring this out more. Like as, as much as, you know, we can argue over um, our current president and uh, the thing about it is, is one thing that it like a positive that we're getting and it's like, there's a lot of things that we wouldn't be addressing right now had he not been president. Like, uh,
1: Not Not that that
0: that doesn't make me happy that we're going through this. We're going through a lot of pain and a lot of strife and a lot of anguish. We are literally watching our our countrymen dying to an illness because they won't, you know, do, do whatever a lot of other countries that are as advanced as we are have been capable of doing. But... We are dealing with these things. We know that they are aware. We are completely made aware of these. We're no longer allowing it to just like fester underneath the surface. You know, and and that that gives me a lot of hope, you know, that that if we're if we're aware of these things and we see them, um, and we're seeing paths and inroads in order to to come together and and uh, fix these problems, then that's a great thing to be. I mean um, just how long it's been with the civil rights movement. Um, we're seeing women's rights being threatened. We're, uh, when I, when I wrote the song time to shoot, it was after the pulse nightclub shooting. And oh, yeah. I was just reflecting back that, like I was in high school when Columbine happened and that was kind of like the first, yeah. like it, it changed how we went to school. You know, there is a lot more restrictions upon us. Like um, there was a lot more side eyes to certain groups of kids. You know, it it created a lot of fear, but we've spent 20 years and we've done nothing about it. We've, you know, taught kids what they are, you know, quote, supposed to do. Uh, if this happens, but it's just sort of, we're all just holding our breath waiting for the next one for us to send our prayers and tears to, you know, it just doesn't, I'm, Yeah. I think a lot of us are getting to a point where enough is enough and, uh, and, and we're educating ourselves and, and, and creating groups of people that are really getting outspoken about it. And we're getting representatives like AOC, you know, and, and, Slowly but surely. It's like all of this stuff takes so long. And that's like the the whole thing is because it takes so long that people just end up throwing up their hands and being like, I got to I got to live my life. Um, But it's I, I personally am, am really inspired with what's going on right now. I mean, as a songwriter, that's kind of like our job. It's like, Woody Guthrie, you know, one of my favorite quotes from him is like, you're supposed to comfort the disturbed and disturb the comforted like that's that's my job you know
1: i love that
0: (laughs) i think that's really important to just keep our put our finger on the pulse and really be aware of what's going on with the people in our country
1: yeah you know people need it especially right now people need you know they need things you're providing right now that's the truth more than ever if music was ever important you know music is important to people right I mean we it's a very healing it's healing we attach memories to it it's you know whether you can play music or not you can love music that's the great thing about music you don't need to be able to do it you can just enjoy it and and have a powerful relationship with it and I think it is super important right now during you know what's happening that people like yourself artists like yourself are you know, putting everything into their music and getting it out to their fans and, you know, wanting to have these conversations and, you know, I, I, I just, I think it's important. I think it is part of, you know, the platform that you that you have, to, to be honest with you. And I, and I think it's cool to use it that way and beneficial, right? You're going to look back on your life and think, well, what did I do with the stage that I had, right? Mm-hmm. What, what What did I do with that stage, actually? Did I just... You know, wasted away. Did I take the time? People's eyes are on me. People are looking at me. People are listening to me. What impact am I going to have? Yeah, Yeah, have a platform. You know, I I can make an impact. And I think if you can, I think it's important to do it. To be honest with you, and I think people need it right now. People need they need that support, that comfort, that healing. Like you said, um, Mm -hmm. more than ever, man. I mean, people are Mm -hmm. really leaning into music right now, and I see people supporting live streams and all these local, you know, artists and doing all these things. And it's great. You know, I know it doesn't replace live shows. You know, I get that. Um, but at least the community was able to come together. The music community was able to come together still while this is happening and, and still try to, you know, keep that connection with fans because it just shows you fans need it, man. They, they, you know, yeah. I mean, they just need it. They, they really do. It gets music gets to, people through days, you know, it will get people through moments and right, relationship breakups and mm-hmm. this and that. I mean, music is just, it's just so powerful. So I, I think it's, you know, so important what you do, you know, and I'm, I'm really happy that you're finding that voice and, you know, wanting to Thank put you. this music out and, uh, you know, I think it's awesome. I think it's amazing and I'm, I'm really happy for you, you know, to be honest.
0: Well, thanks. I, I appreciate you taking the time for talking with me today and everything, too. Uh, I, I, I but like, just from my history, it's like I, I definitely know how to be an entertainer. It's just over the past few years, I've really wanted to really become an, the, the artist that I feel like I truly am. And, and, like, in order to do that, you really need to be able to, like, expose who you are.
1: Yeah. You know, That's in order tough. to make that... That's got to be tough to be vulnerable like that and and put yourself out there. So it is
0: somebody who, you know, like you has the emotions bubbling just below, you know, the it does. It takes very little for it to just be like, yeah,
1: yeah, that's uh, that's true.
0: But I, I mean, I've I've gotten to a lot of really good places and i'm i'm accepting of that of myself too and i i have also cultivated you know i have family and friends that really stand by me and and uh and uh, that's a that's a wonderful feeling to have to to know that i have the the foundation um which is why it doesn't really matter um the the outcome you know and uh I keep, I keep bracing myself for pushback, but I I just haven't gotten it yet. So we'll see what
1: happens. If you do (laughs) block and (laughs) bless. Be
0: blocked, be blessed.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Bonnie, um, tell us, you know, tell our listeners, you know, basically and our viewers here, how they can, um, get it, you know, stay connected with you online, you know, that, that sort of stuff.
0: I definitely recommend going to my website, bonniewimmer.com. Um, it, <clears throat> excuse me, it has a the whole lineup for uh, the, this month's uh, gallery guests that I have coming in. And uh, also just news. Um, there's been a lot of really sweet love for the first single, which is right slash wrong. I wrote that one with uh, Scott Davis uh, who also co-produced the record with me. Um, and uh that, that's really kind of the best way you can pre-order the record there. Um, we're going to have, you know, CD and, and vinyl is in route, which is very exciting. Um, nice. And, um, and the pre- digital download is also available to, uh, uh, to pre-order. So we, we got all those options. Um, and then some other stuff that's going to be coming up, which I'm really excited about. Little little extra, you know, brand making material.
1: Oh, nice. Bonus, bonus stuff. I like I have,
0: it. I have a friend that does amazing tie dye and I've got these like portrait shirts that she's going to like go to town on, which I'm really excited about. So <laughs>
1: that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> Sounds great. Well, that's great, Bonnie. I'm really excited for it. You know, I'm, I'm glad that, um, you know, you're able to find something, you know, a path right through all of this. And, you know, yeah. just my my, uh, my best to you and, you know, your Thank continued you success. And I wish you the best. Um through all of this and if you ever need anything you know pretty easy to get a hold of me so um i'm, I'm here uh, i'm in austin too so um awesome. yeah again thank you so much for for the time uh, bonnie i wish you the best you know you can get back thank to you. bed now and get that last nap in no
0: no i feel like maybe we should like go organize some like you you can show me how to organize like <laughs> i like, think that would that would be great
1: does it bring you joy (laughs) that's all you gotta do that's it not when it's like tax receipts it never you
0: know unfortunately i can't throw them away so
1: (laughs) that's funny all right bonnie well thank you again my best to you and and stay safe uh stay safe out there
0: you as well take care of those pups
1: all right thank you i will bye-bye the lone star play podcast is produced by texas real food Go to TexasRealFood.com and you can search your city for stores, butchers, restaurants, farmers markets, and more who are using fresh, artisanal, organic sources. It's a fun site that brings all natural options all together. I hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information, go to TheLoneStarPlay.com. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. Until next time.